Why pay more for a separate CoQ10 supplement? Enjoy twice the benefits with Superbeats Heart Choose Advanced from the number one doctor, pharmacist, and cardiologist recommended beet brand for heart health support. The new Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced by Human is now infused with CoQ10. That's essentially like getting CoQ10 for free. Our powerful blend of beetroot, grapeseed extract, and CoQ10 ingredients support nitric oxide production, healthy blood pressure, healthy CoQ10 levels, and heart-healthy energy with two tasty chews a day. Plus, Super Beats Heart Chews Advanced are plant-based, so you get heart-healthy energy without stimulants. For a limited time, get a free 30-day supply of Super Beats Heart Chews on all bundles and 15% off your first order by going to RadioBeats.com and using promo code DEAL. That's RadioBeats.com, code DEAL. Have you been searching for a community that gets it? Join me, your host, Monique, as we get real about the emotional, physical, mental, and spiritual effects infertility has on its victims. Let's connect and heal together. I am one in eight, too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Infertility and Me. And today I just wanted to come on and do a bonus episode because I received a DM message from a young woman who is a cancer survivor and she asked me to do a special episode on cancer and fertility and specifically ovarian transposition, which is a procedure that she had done. And so I just want to start out by saying thank you guys for tuning in to all of the episodes, downloading, sharing, and connecting with me on Instagram. And I, I just, I truly appreciate you guys listening, um, any chance that you get and finding the information and the stories uh, and letting them be resonate with you um, in your day-to-day life. And so I just want to get right into it. And today's episode is Preserving Fertility in Cancer Patients. And it's a bonus episode. So I will still have Friday's episode available in the afternoon and that will release as well. And for anybody who may not know or has never looked into the information for themselves. So I just want to go over briefly the difference between radiation and chemotherapy for cancer patients. And so radiation uses high doses of radiation and it is delivered to cancerous tumors in the body. And so it's more of a specific type of therapy as far as the radiation. Like it's, it's the, you can just see like light or energy just going into this one specific spot. So it's not like chemotherapy where drugs are used to kill cancerous cells and it goes throughout the body to do so. For cancer and how that affects a man or woman's fertility, specifically women that we're speaking on today, uh, chemotherapy medications can destroy eggs and which also leads to infertility. And the risk of infertility is dependent upon the meds, the dosage of the medication, a woman's age during her treatment, and women can, can become menopausal right after or develop menopause at a young age after they've receive the chemotherapy. And for radiation therapy, the radiation is specific to the pelvis or the abdomen. And when it's specific to those two areas, that's when it can become problematic for a woman 
who has cancer and is going through radiation. And so what radiation does is destroys eggs, destroy the uterus in many different ways by causing scarring is one way. And then women can become susceptible to miscarriage or premature labor because the uterus may not expand with the growth of a fetus. And then surgery or radiation to the brain can affect the pituitary gland. And the pituitary gland releases hormones that stimulate egg maturity and ovulation during a, a woman's menses. A woman's eggs can be preserved before treatment, but she'll still need a surrogate. And this is specific to radiation patients. And then premature ovarian failure is also a struggle after cancer for young women and girls who had chemo before puberty or young women who have menstrual cycles return after chemo. And then hormone therapy is used for breast cancer in women and other cancer patients. And so it could be used for men as well. For preserving fertility in women with cancer, there are different, there are many different types of preservation tools or not really tools, but ways in which doctors can help that woman preserve her reproductive organs and how they will function after cancer. And nothing is guaranteed, of course. And so there's, of course, there's many different ways we can do this before and after. And so one of the ways is ovarian transposition, which is what the young lady came to me about in my DMs and what she went through before she had uh, radiation therapy. And it's basically when the ovaries and the fallopian tubes still connected to each other are clipped and moved into a different part of the body where the radiation uh, therapy is lessened or will be not be exposed to at all. The ovaries are repositioned after therapy and put back into the pelvis or the, or the abdomen for a reproductive endocrinologist to then go in and retrieve eggs, assuming before testing in blood work that her eggs are still uh, viable and that they can still be used for IVF. And then natural pregnancy is always something that can occur after therapy. And it just depends on the woman, her age and all of these things. And they usually want you to wait six months to two years before trying to get pregnant naturally after treatment and just to give your body time to heal and so that you can be checked and then make sure that menopause does not take place as well. And then egg freezing is another option that can be done before any type of chemotherapy or radiation as well. And egg freezing, um, for those who are in the fertility community, that you know what that is. And so they just retrieve the egg um, and then they store it and they freeze it. And then you can also do embryo freezing or cryopreservation is another way that, um, as another word for it. And then fertility sparring, which is um, for women who have ovarian cancer and fertility, fertility sparring surgery. Fertility sparring surgery is when a woman has ovarian cancer and only one ovary. And so the cancer must be one of the types that has a slow growing and less likely to spread like borderline or low malignant potential germ cell tumors or stromal cell tumors. 
And so that's an option as well. GnRH agonist hormones are long acting hormone drugs that can be used to make a woman go into menopause for a short period of time. And so there's medications for that that can help the woman go into um, menopause, a controlled menopause, so to speak, a couple of weeks before chemo or pelvic radiation therapy. Then we have ovarian tissue freezing, which is when part of or one of an ovary is removed by laparoscopy. And that's a very minor surgery. And the ovarian tissue is usually cut into small strips and frozen and then stored. And then another form of preservation is radical tracheolectomy, which is uh, also specific to cervical cancer patients. And then the last one is progesterone therapy, which is for early stage uterine cancer patients. For women who are fertile or not fertile, I'm sorry, after cancer, the options for motherhood is adoption using donor eggs, donor embryos, surrogacy, gestational carriers, or traditional surrogacy. Those are the options for women. And I'm so glad that she messaged me about cancer and fertility and what's that, what that's like for them. And hopefully I can have her on if she's comfortable at some point or someone else who is comfortable speaking about their experience with infertility infertility issues after cancer. And um, I just think that it's important for us not to just talk about, you know, PCOS, endometriosis, hormonal diseases like what I have, um, hypothyroidism, Hashimoto's, and many other different types of conditions that cause infertility and just unexplained infertility, secondary low sperm count and all of those things that are much more common. But I think it's important to also bring representation and to also bring awareness to those who have suffered cancer and they still, and they're young or they, maybe they're not that young. Maybe they're a little older and they have taken these precautions or these, these ways of preserving their fertility to have children when their health is in, 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 in the clear and they're feeling better and their doctor gives them the go ahead. Infertility, infertility is not just about one thing or one story. It's about, it's so much of it. It's, it's just, it's just so much that goes along with fertility and infertility. And I feel like that it's important for us to be aware and to have empathy and to be knowledgeable about some other areas and aspects of infertility or that causes infertility, I should say, and how those people are suffering. And I don't see a whole lot of people talking about infertility after cancer in the community on IG, but I'm pretty sure there's a lot of them out there and they're just afraid to speak or they're silently suffering or they just feel like there's no strong community for them. If you know someone or if you have been recently diagnosed with cancer and you're worried about preserving your fertility, I just I hope that you get the answers that you need. And I hope that your doctors are able to help you preserve that part of your life and so that you can be a mother or a father one day. And and I just hope that you feel heard. And I think it's important that we just continuously be there for other people who may not have a journey anywhere near like ours, but just helping each other bring awareness to various social issues for one another and just being able to connect and heal with one another. Whoever is listening, I hope that you found this information valuable and I hope that you never have to encounter a family member or a loved one that have to go through this. I wouldn't wish it on anyone, but I'm so glad this young woman reached out to me and asked me to do a special episode on fertility and cancer because it's another area 
that needs advocacy and is another area that needs awareness. And so I appreciate her for that. If you're listening, um, and I'm going to have to DM her back and, and let her know that I did this and so that um, she can listen as well. And I just, I just hope that people feel more heard and there's no reason why our voices shouldn't be heard no matter what society and media tells us. There's so much that's going on and so much that people are dealing with health-wise. And so I just think that we need to be there for one another and to be loving and to be empathetic and to be caring and to just show love to one another and so that we can all feel heard and so that we can all feel less alone. And so I thank you guys for tuning into this short bonus episode. Again, I'll be back on Friday with my regular scheduled program. I just thank you guys for listening and tuning in and connecting with me on Instagram. And I will have the websites where I got all of my information from in the show notes, as well as my email address. If you have questions, comments, if there's a topic that you'd like me to discuss as a bonus episode or a regular episode, or if you'd like to be a guest, or if you'd like to collaborate on something, please email me at infertilityandme at outlook.com. And you can connect with me on Instagram at infertilityandme and underscore. And I post a lot of videos on there now discussing various aspects of infertility emotionally and what that does to us mentally and physically as well and spiritually. And I just hope that we can continue to connect and heal, guys. And I thank you so much for being here with me. Peace and blessings.